Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of my Lindsay Lohan series. This is part 15. What? (laughs) I cannot believe that this series has been going on for almost a year. It started in March 2022. I can't believe that. I mean, for me, it has been going on for a year because I did a lot of research before dropping that first episode. And I feel like Lindsay is a part of my family now. I'm sorry if that sounds creepy. Lindsay, if you're listening, I'm not going to stalk you or do anything weird. I'm not saying she feels like a sister to me or anything, but she feels like, you know, a second cousin or something that you only see once in a while, but you still know everything about their life because, you know, you're you're so interconnected. Is that weird that I said that? I'm sorry. I should, uh, I'm deleting this podcast. Anyway, this is the first episode where we have no acting projects to speak of for Lindsay, which you can look at it in two ways. I think that it was a great thing because I really think that she had some type of rebirth after going to rehab for the last time, after clearing her name and not having to be on probation anymore, not having any more community service, moving overseas and living in London, being away from the press in the United States and the paparazzi of New York and LA, which are the only two places that she ever lived. I think it was great for her to experience a different way of life, different culture, not that different. It's London, right? It's not like she moved to the you know middle of the woods or something like that, but still it was different and it was a breath of fresh air and she was starting over in a way. In the last episode, we had seen her do the series with Oprah and then we had seen her do Speed the Plow on the West End in the UK and I do think it's kind of surprising that she didn't take those adventures and run with them because she had said so many times how when she's acting when she's working that's when she feels the most healthy that's when she feels the most herself that's when she feels the most alive but we also saw her in the Oprah series being very genuinely upset about the fact that she didn't feel like her agents were really working for her in the ways that they should have been. And we also saw her start a film project, Inconceivable, that never ended up going anywhere for her. The movie was released, but unfortunately she was not a part of it. Like I said in the previous episode, though, that film didn't end up doing that well, so maybe it was for the best that Lindsay wasn't a part of it. But it is interesting, right, that she kind of, gave up on this idea that she had for years after she started getting in trouble, after her fame started becoming more about the tabloids and the drama and the trouble she was in rather than her acting. She was always fighting to regain that and she would always talk about that. She would always say in interviews, this is who I am. I am a performer. I'm an actress. I didn't get into this for the fame. I didn't get into this to be on the tabloids every week. I want to act. And she kind of gave up on that, which you could say is sad, but I think sometimes when we give things up in life, it's actually creating 
space for something more productive and something better. And honestly, I'm so glad that Lindsay took this time because maybe the reason why she kept relapsing and she kept getting back into trouble is because she kept fighting the notion of I have to keep working and and doing more movies. Even if it's Scary Movie 5 or some dumb thing, I have to keep working and I have to keep pushing this narrative that I'm an actress and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be on top again. I'm going to have another Mean Girls. I think that pressure was probably adding a lot of stress onto her life, which in turn then translates to her needing an escape, needing a release, needing to have another drink or or have other destructive behaviors going on. So I think that it was a really wonderful thing that she was taking some time to herself because remember, this is a woman who had been working since long before she was a woman. We're going to cover a few different years in this episode. It's going to go from late 2014 to late 2017. But Lindsay was about 30 during the period of time that I'm going to talk about. And she had been working professionally, acting and modeling for about 25 years at this point. I don't know what it's like to work for 25 years. I'm still too young for that. (laughs) But I wouldn't be if I had started when Lindsay started, right? Imagine the feeling of working for 25 years straight, basically. I don't know what that feels like, but I imagine it's exhaustion. And when you pile on all of the legal troubles, the family issues, the trauma that Lindsay suffered, I mean, this woman must have been, I can't even imagine, like I would need to stay in bed for like a month. (laughs) So I'm really happy that Lindsay allowed herself the space to do that. Unfortunately, this episode is also going to go into some really controversial territories and for the first time I am going to be including timestamps in the description below. Just in case anybody is triggered by certain topics that I'm going to discuss today, I want you to be able to skip that section of the podcast and then listen to the rest of it so you don't have to just scrap the whole episode. We will be talking about domestic violence today as Lindsay did suffer from that during this period of her life. And we are all also we're also going to talk about the Me Too movement and how Lindsay unfortunately was pretty unsupportive of this movement until she was kind of forced to walk that back. And that was the hardest part for me, honestly. I, I hate reading about Lindsay getting hurt and being mistreated by her former fiance. But I think it was even harder for me to hear her comments about women. And it made me think a lot about psychologically what happens to somebody when they do start working in the industry, you know, at the age that most children are learning ABCs and things like that. Because the things that she says are just so warped that I just can't help but have more empathy for her, even though I should be looking at her like she's insane and saying, girl, you know, screw you. At the same time, it makes me have more empathy for her because what she says is just so out of pocket and so bizarre that I I can't be mad at her. Like, I should be, but it flips it around and it makes me have even more empathy for her because I'm like, okay, what happened to this person that she thinks this is okay? You know what I mean? I'm not absolving her of the responsibility of those things. I still hope that she will someday discuss this stuff and apologize for some of it, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. That's more toward the end of the episode, so hang in there, guys. Buckle up. This is a complicated episode of the Lindsay series, and 
I just have to say thank you guys so much. I wanted to end it at episode 15 because I thought that would be a good number to end. It's just a satisfying number to end on. But Lindsay just, you know, she continues to be more and more fascinating, have more and more layers. And I just, I didn't say enough yet. So (laughs) 16 might be the last one. If not, I think definitely 17. But I don't know. There's some stuff to dive into here with that's coming up with the Lohan Beach Club and all of that. So Stay tuned, guys. Buckle up. I do want to remind all of you that I am on Patreon at patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessica. I just fixed my tears. So for a while, I couldn't edit my tears. I was not sure why, but I contacted Patreon and they helped me sort it out. So my tears were a little bit inaccurate. (laughs) And now that I've had Patreon for over a year, I feel like I'm in a better place to like explain what actually goes on on my Patreon. So check out the tears. I would love to have you on there. We have such a great community on there. I love talking to my patrons and coming up with new episode ideas. If you love Lindsay, right now I have part one of the infamous list. I break Lindsay's sex list down, meaning I did all the research so you don't have to. I tell you everything that happened with each and every man on that list as far as I know. And then the ones that we really don't know anything about, I just include a heavy dose of speculation and I would love to hear your guys' opinions on that as well. I actually talked so much about this list that I had to break it into two parts. I've already posted part one. I'm going to be posting part two. This week and Patreon also includes a lot of Jessica and Ashley stuff that I don't include on the main feed. I have other random pop culture topics that I talk about. Basically whatever I'm going to talk about in pop culture I talk about on there. I give a ton of movie reviews and recommendations because I watch tons of movies every week and so I love sharing what I think of all of them and then having a discussion with you guys about it. And then I have other just whole episodes on topics outside of the people I've done series on so right now there's a Megan and Harry episode on there as well and just there's like 30 plus episodes on there right now and by spending five dollars you get access to all of them so if you're like oh my gosh I have a really long flight or something join the Patreon because it's good you'll have a binge session it'll be great (laughs) okay guys without further ado let's get into these next few years of Miss Lindsay Lohan's life Lindsay ended 2014 by surprising her fans with a very random collaboration with the 80s new wave group Duran Duran. You probably know them from their hit songs Hungry Like the Wolf and Girls on Film. Lindsay does this very weird spoken word monologue, I guess you could call it, in the middle of this song called Danceophobia. It's just about as weird as anything else that she did during this era. I don't really get it, but it was nice to see her in the studio again. And so people were like, what is this? Why did this happen? And the lead singer of Duran Duran was like, hey, I've actually known Lindsay for a long time because we were on Regis and Kelly together like 10 years ago. I was in my dressing room and she came over to me and said, hey, I just went to an 80s inspired party and I dressed up like you. Because apparently Lindsay had been a big Duran Duran fan growing up. I guess, you know, Michael and Dina were blasting 80s new wave (laughs) out on Long Island and so then once Lindsay moved to the UK I guess she reconnected with Simon from Duran Duran and they decided to do this collaboration together not only that but she sings backup vocals and it's just you know nice to hear her voice again because I really do love Lindsay's voice it's very uniquely her she even showed up during some of their performances in London and New York City 
in 2015 and 2016. So they would bring her out to do her little spoken word cameo live and then sing back up for the rest of the song. I think fans were hoping that maybe this meant she was getting back into the studio herself, but unfortunately, that didn't end up happening. During this era of Lindsay's life, just like a lot of the other eras of Lindsay's life, she ends up in the hospital all the time. I don't know what it is. I feel so bad for her that she has so many health problems and random things happening to her. I mean, I know a lot of it is drug and alcohol related, obviously, but some of it isn't. So... Over Christmas, she got this disease when she was on vacation in the South Pacific. I'm going to try to pronounce this word, chikungunya disease, that you get from a mosquito bite. She posted a tweet that said, in good faith with good people, I refuse to let a virus affect my peaceful vacation. Most people who get this virus have joint pain, a bad fever, headache, swelling, rash, etc, etc. So I don't know how she couldn't let it affect her vacation, but hey, I appreciate her positive thinking. And guys, just buckle up because that's not even the weirdest thing that happened to her this year that's (laughs) injury or medical related. So just keep that in mind. So in the intro, of the last episode, I had told you guys that that episode was going to be the last community service that Lindsay ever had to do in her long career of doing community service. But that'll teach me to do an intro before I finish the episode because, of course, I did not get to that because there were so many other things to get to. And this whole community service thing just kept getting dragged out and dragged out and dragged out because she would either have delays due to work that she was doing or missing her community service, not showing up, having different issues, making excuses. And then she would end up getting more community service as a result of not completing her community service or not following the rules or committing another crime. So it was just this endless thing And she had a hearing in January 2015. Apparently, Lindsay and her lawyer had tried to claim that doing meet and greets after or before her show Speed the Plow, which was the West End play that she was doing in London, counted as community service because she was meeting people in the community. And the Santa Monica chief deputy city attorney, I'm sorry, it's just funny. I'm like, I can't, Lindsay, just do the community service. Like, just, (laughs) I don't like when people are always trying to like get out of stuff. You know what I mean? Just be like, yeah, I did this wrong thing. I'm going to do the community service, whatever. Like, I get that she wanted to move on, but girl, the way to move on is just to do what the court is requiring, okay? The Santa Monica chief deputy city attorney, Terry White, said, I'd love to hang out with a celebrity all day and see their life, but that's not community service. So her attorney, Sean Hawley, noted to the court that Lindsay loves working with kids. That's really where her passion lies. And we saw that in the Oprah show, right? I mean, that was one of my favorite things about the Lindsay series is seeing her interact with those children. Um, I believe it was in Brooklyn that she was visiting this daycare and playing with them. And it was just so cute that you could really see there was a connection. It wasn't her sitting there rolling her eyes waiting for a smoke break. She genuinely seemed like she loved spending time with these children and that it was easy for her to connect with children. And so 
<laughs> her attorney said that she had young people shadowing her during work on Speed the Plow and they had logged that as community service. So I guess basically, I don't know how these people were selected. I'm very jealous, but you know, Lindsay would let like a 14 year old come watch her rehearse for Speed the Plow. And so she thought she was killing two birds with one stone because hey, if she has eight hours of rehearsal, she also logs eight hours community service while this kid sits and watches her work now I I don't know what you guys think about that I think Lindsay should have just done what they asked of her and having rehearsals for speed the plow is not community service I'm sorry like even if you're letting some kid come watch you like that's not what they're talking about you know what I mean you have to show up at certain places and do certain things like this isn't just whatever you feel is community service is what it is you have to get it approved by the court you can't just say oh well guess what I was gardening with some children at my mansion the other day so that was 12 hours community service it's like no we didn't approve that what are you talking about like just having some young person around you is not community service so the judge tacked on 125 hours of community service because they were like we have a problem with this so-called work shadowing and girl you have to do extra community service now. Like, don't play with us. We don't have time for this. Like, you're wasting our time with these claims. Just do the community service that we're freaking asking you to do or we're going to keep giving you more, okay? So then they also extended her deadline to get this community service completed three months because obviously they had added an extra 125 hours. So they did want to give her a fair shot of actually completing it. So in February... Lindsay ends up appearing in a Super Bowl commercial for eSurance. And this was once again poking fun at her issues. You know, she had had some good times in the news recently with the play and everything like that. But then with all of this community service stuff, people were just like making fun of her because they're like, can you please stop trying to skirt all of your responsibilities and just do what you're supposed to do? So... Lindsay, once again, was making fun of herself in the Super Bowl commercial, and it's, you know, for an insurance company, so she's seen in the commercial, like, driving a busted-up van, driving erratically and stuff, and that was why she was still in trouble with the law, right? Because she had slammed her car into a truck, so <laughs> she was still paying the piper for that, and all of her other indiscretions, but this was the most recent one, so... You know, it's once again another example of Lindsay kind of making fun of her situation and profiting off of it, which I don't really have a problem with. If you want to watch the commercial, it is online. And I like that. I like when people have a sense of humor about themselves. Things were looking up once again for Lindsay. She was winning an award for her acting. Ugh, I'm always happy when Lindsay has some type of acting success in the midst of all of this chaos and craziness. The... UK edition of Glamour Magazine had a Women of the Year ceremony as they do every year and Lindsay got an award in the theater actress category for her work in Speed the Plow. She was also featured in Hunger Magazine, yet another magazine that I have never heard of except for doing research on this Lindsay series. But hey, look, no one's featuring me in any magazine, so I'm not saying she shouldn't have done it. I'm not saying it's not great. It is. 
And she was talking about how much she loves London. She told them, I came here for days and ended up staying for months. And now that I'm here, I'm happy. I work more and I take better care of myself. I'm much happier here. I love New York too, but it's too late for me. That That's such a sad statement for some reason. Like anyone saying, no, it's too late. Like I, I, I messed it up. I ruined it. It's too late. It's over. That makes me feel very sad, especially because it's not too late for somebody to like be in New York. But I understand why she's saying that. So she continues, I've seen pretty much all there is to see. I don't need to see it all over again. The last time I went to LA, it was my friend's birthday and we went to this karaoke place. It was the same people, the same faces, nothing had changed. It felt very unevolved. <laughs> I like that now that Lindsay is like posh living in the UK, she's like, oh, Los Angeles, California. It's so unevolved, darling. So she says, I won't live in LA again. Hell no. And as of right now, January 2023, she has never lived in LA after moving out. So we can take that at face value. Now we have to start getting into something that is very strange and I also feel like it's sensitive so I don't know how to really talk about it or address it. Please forgive me if I end up saying something offensive. Trust me, I'm just trying to report on Lindsay. Lindsay started doing a lot of research, I guess, and reading on different religions and cultures. She had been doing a ton of traveling, which continued throughout the rest of the coming years. And I think she was just lost, right? And she was kind of trying to restart her life after everything that had happened. And she knew she was about to finish community service and then she would be free and clear. And I think she was just really dead set on starting over and she was searching for something. You know, like I too have had phases where I start reading about, you know, cultures or religions that... I don't know much about just because I'm wondering how do other people live you know there are people that swear by things that seem so ridiculous to me and why is that you know I want to learn about that so I get it but I feel like when you have a platform like Lindsay and you start to read about other cultures and other ways of life and religions and stuff stuff that really means a lot to people you shouldn't just start tweeting about it and posting about it and start speaking in other languages online and things like that because you're really only beginning to understand something that is other people's entire lives and means the world to them. And you also can end up talking out of your ass or looking stupid because you read like one book about a major world religion and you know, you think that you know what you're talking about, but you've really only just begun to scratch the surface. It would be like if you spent one day with somebody and suddenly you were like, I know everything about this person and I can now confidently speak about this person as if I know them. It's like, well, you, you really don't, you know, you need to spend more time immersing yourself in these cultures and religions and things like that before you start putting it out there into the world, especially when you're somebody like Lindsay who is scrutinized, you know, if she's wearing a spaghetti strap and it falls off her shoulder, right? It's like, oh, Lindsay's such a mess. Is she drunk? Like everything she does, right? So Lindsay <laughs> was learning Arabic, I guess, and she had posted the word, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Habibi, 
This is a ubiquitous Arabic term of endearment that can translate into everything from lover to beloved, according to time.com. Then she uh, linked to an image on her Instagram, which said, you're beautiful in English. And then under it, it had Arabic. And people who don't speak Arabic would have assumed that those characters in Arabic also say you're beautiful. But it actually said, you're a donkey. (laughs) And so that was something that reminded me of Britney's tattoo. Do you guys remember when Britney Spears got that tattoo? I feel like I recently mentioned this on another one of my episodes, but she got a tattoo in a Chinese character. Oh yeah, I just mentioned this on the one with Joel because we were talking about how Jessica Simpson had those random uh, Chinese characters in her show and she was questioning like, why do we have these Chinese characters here? Like, I don't know this language. I don't know what it says. I don't want to offend anybody. Funny that Jessica Simpson, the person who everybody acts as, like is this big idiot, was smart enough to see that and be like, girl, I don't know what that says. Somebody who knows what that says might find it offensive. And, you know... Although nobody really found you're a donkey offensive or anything, they just kind of made fun of Lindsay. It's a good lesson, right? Like, let's not post something on the internet that we don't understand what it means. You know, <laughs> like, if you really are studying Arabic and all of these world religions, why not ask somebody, you know? Do you not know anybody who speaks Arabic? Like, how are you learning this? Are you just Rosetta stoning it alone at home? Like, why not just run it by maybe a friend who speaks Arabic and say to them, is this is this accurate, you know? Because what I was going to say is that Brittany got a tattoo that she thought was a Chinese character that meant mysterious, and instead it actually means strange, and she just trusted the tattoo artist, and now that's on her body forever, so that really sucks. I mean, it still looks cool, but, you know, it says strange, which, you know, nothing wrong with being a little strange, but that was not what she wanted. So in May, Lindsay did another magazine that I have never heard of before called Notion Magazine, and girl, you know my pet peeve with Miss Lindsay D. Lohan. Say it with me now. Get your fingers out of your mouth. I don't know why. That's like her signature pose. It's terrible. Guys, if you're ever thinking of doing a photo shoot, whether you're doing it professionally or you're just doing like a cool Instagram photo shoot or something, please don't put your fingers in your mouth. I just think it looks so bad. (laughs) She's not only posing on the cover of this magazine with her fingers in her mouth, and it's just a bad picture anyway. Like, it's just not a good picture of her. It doesn't capture her beauty. She's gorgeous. And it doesn't capture that. But there's another picture in the magazine with her fingers in her mouth, like a totally separate picture. It's like, girl, just, I I, want to tie her hands to her sides (laughs) for her next photo shoot. Although I haven't seen her do it recently, so I don't know. Maybe this was just a symptom of, you know, Lindsay in turmoil. But the reason why I'm even mentioning this spread is there is a gorgeous picture of her in it, which I'm probably going to post on Instagram. But if I haven't done that yet, go look up Lindsay Lohan Notion Magazine, May 2015. Because there's this beautiful picture of her showing off her freckles. She's wearing like a denim uh, one-piece suit, which is very 80s and I love it. And the suit is like open at the top, revealing her chest, not her boobs, but just 
part of her chest and her shoulders and that you could just see all of her freckles which are so beautiful and we know Lindsay has said before that as a child she actually hated her freckles and then as a teen she would try to cover them up all the time with self-tanner and you know different tinted moisturizers and things like that because she didn't want to have freckles she didn't think it was beautiful and so I think for her to just be revealing them like that showed a little bit of growth for her and it's just even if it doesn't have any meaning it's a beautiful beautiful picture on May 8th there was another hearing for Lindsay because she had only completed a fraction of the remaining community service hours now remember that hearing was in January and it's now May and she had only completed 10 community service hours in those five months, which is obviously absolutely ridiculous, especially because Lindsay wasn't really working. You know, she was working on herself. She was trying to stay clean. And that certainly is a full-time job for somebody who had been through so many ups and downs of addiction. And I respect that. But 10 hours in five months, when you got to finish 125 hours, girl, it's just not working. So the judge warned her that there would be serious consequences if she did not complete the rest of her community service by May 28th. You know, and it was like, look, you had months and months to do this. You could have been doing it a little bit at a time and you could have, you know, already reached this. But now that you have just completely disregarded the fact that you need to get this done, I'm going to tell you that if you don't have it done by the end of the month, you're screwed. And that was a consequence that she had to face. So the Santa Monica Deputy City Attorney Melanie Skehar said that she was skeptical that she was going to get this done in three weeks and she said is it possible yeah it's possible but it's not probable and she says when you have a responsibility and you know what you have to complete by a certain date there's no excuse and honestly this just made Lindsay look like kind of a hypocrite because if you're repeating over and over again that acting is your passion and you want directors and producers and writers and production companies and studios and all those people to take you seriously how are they going to take you seriously if you can't even complete 125 hours of community service in a five-month period? That's not that much, especially for somebody who doesn't really have a job. Like, I can understand if she was like a single mom working nine to five and she's like, I don't know how I'm going to complete these hours. But she was living a life of luxury in London. Just do the freaking community service. So her lawyer, Sean Hawley, was like, absolutely of course you're right, judge. I'm so sorry. Because, you know, Lindsay's not appearing in court. Her attorney is doing all the dirty work, which, you know, is what she's paid for. But she said Lindsay is going to fly back to New York and go back to that little school in Brooklyn from the Oprah show and finish the community service there. And I honestly think that she decided to do that because she truly did love being there with those kids, right? And the funny thing is, Lindsay, there's cute kids in London too, you know? You didn't have to travel all the way back to New York, but hey, it was probably great for Lindsay because not only could she see those same kids that she had connected with before, but she also could be near her family. So it really was kind of the best case scenario, all things considered. So that's exactly what happened. Lindsay flew to New York and she worked intensely nearly eight hours a day very few breaks with these children 
And she was able to complete her community service like the day before she was supposed to. But hey, she made the deadline. She did it. And so it was the first time in almost seven years that Lindsay did not have any community service hours on her back. She didn't have any required classes that she had to go to. She didn't have any possible jail time lingering over her head. And she was not on probation. I mean, I cannot imagine the weight off of her shoulders, right? I mean, think about how freeing that must feel that you finally did it after stumbling so many times and postponing things and making excuses, et cetera, et cetera. She did it. The executive director at the Ali Forey Center where she finished her community service spoke very highly of her. He said, we were impressed by Lindsay Lohan. She was punctual, drama-free, showed kindness and concern for our kids and demonstrated a good work ethic. So that's it. Lindsay is out of trouble. Lindsay is now free and clear. God bless. So Lindsay was once again on the cover of a magazine that I had never heard of prior to checking it out for this. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying that. It was, I'm guessing, pronounced um style magazine. It's H-O-M-M-E. I feel so unsophisticated that I'm not sure. It has to be um, right? I doubt it's hum. But anyway, this is a men's fashion magazine and they did this sexy feature with her called The Badass Returns. Thank you, Jesus. Her fingers are not in her mouth for any of the photos they used. I'm sure there are plenty of outtakes that would make my blood boil. But (laughs) as far as what they published, she looks amazing. She's wearing like a leather corset. She has hot, sexy men surrounding her. It is a great feature for her. They did a little interview with her. Nothing too interesting. But they asked her what she feels sexiest in. And she says naked and wearing Chanel number five, which is such an Elizabeth Taylor or kind of like old school type of answer. I love that answer. She says, but I do love lingerie. Lace is always the best and I feel beautiful in a night slip. It's fun to be girly and womanly. I agree, Lindsay. After that, Lindsay kind of laid low. She was definitely not looking for attention in the ways that she seemed to be in the past. The most scandalous things that she would do is just post weird stuff on Instagram or Twitter. And there is one post in particular that is so confounding. And it makes me think, among some other things that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, that she relapsed or was using because there are some incoherent things that she says or that she posts there's people that she comes out in support of and it's like what are you thinking girl we'll get to that like I said the very misguided cultural expression I guess you could call it of her not really doing her research before she says certain things or makes certain statements and as I've always said Lindsay is prone to lying. I mean, she lies to the media a lot. She she posts things online that aren't necessarily true sometimes. So I do feel like she was struggling during this time, but it was much more private, which like, thank God. I am so happy that I finally do not have 1,200 posts and articles to go through reporting her every move. And a lot of the things that she was saying about London didn't kind of add up. But one of the things that does make sense is like, 
she wasn't followed as closely once she moved over there. And I know that a lot of people say a lot of negative things about the UK press, but I do think that the media in America is really the most toxic because like I said, Lindsay was able to live a more normal life over there. So on September 13th, she posted something that was supposed to be like a 9-11 tribute, but like I said, it was on September 13th, which is like, okay, maybe you need a couple days, you know, to to process. I mean, I know that day every year is hard for all Americans, especially if you're from New York, which Lindsay is. So I'm just going to read this post to you. I, 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 I just, I don't know. Here, here we go. They always come back. I love you, NYC. Hashtag God bless the world. Hashtag Michael Jackson. Hashtag RIP. Miss you as my real only private friend. For you, God, for all hurts and wrongs, please let me forgive. Allah, please let me be forgiven and all forgive themselves. Please and thank you. Someone I was with the night before several towers fell. It felt like not a curse, but more like a spell. What we think in America is not always clear. We don't have PETA commercials. You just kill deer. With this being said, I'm a girl with a reputation misled. Like a diamond in the rough, you now for 25 years have seen me on TV and screen. So I am programmed to stand tough. Black or white, in life, Rather than love, we create a fight of an ideal situation of an unexceptional yet unacceptable future that TMZ, E! Online, Harvey Levin, and Harvey Weinstein couldn't and wouldn't even care to describe any thought of the people we forget to help when a franchise film comes out and, if money means more than freedom, then stay in California. If helping others is a passion, talk to Angelina Jolie. If you want to be a brilliant actress, work with Meryl Streep. At the end of the day, Republican or Democrats, be here now, at Oprah, and live with integrity or go to sleep. The most beautiful life comes cheap. Stop fighting and using artists for distractions. It's boring. Prayer emoji, hashtag, United Nations. (laughs) Guys, I didn't laugh during that whole thing, but the hashtag United Nations gets me every time. Like, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) What does that mean? I'm so open. If anybody can decipher that, I'm so open. So it starts out now. I'm not sure what the picture was, because like I said, she posted this on Instagram and she deleted it. So people had copied and pasted the text into blog posts and things like that that I found during my research but I haven't been able to find the picture she posted so if someone can tell me what she posted that would be great but I mean right away curveball right with Michael Jackson miss you as my real only private friend so is she saying that she and Michael Jackson had a private like secret friendship before he passed away I mean Michael Jackson did love hanging out with children not even going to touch all that right but Lindsay was a child actor I could see him inviting her to Neverland or something like that I mean Paris Hilton and her family were really close with Michael Kim Kardashian and her family spent time at Neverland as well so I guess it's not far-fetched to think that they may have been friends Lindsay says someone I was with the night before several towers fell it felt not like a curse but more like a spell 
Michael Jackson was in New York City on 9-11 because he did that 30th anniversary concert that was filmed on September 7th and September 10th. I know this because, well, I looked it up to confirm, but I remember begging, begging my parents to get tickets to this. Little me was so obsessed with Michael Jackson. All I wanted in the world was to see him. And then my mom found out that Britney was going to be there and in sync. And she freaked out and she was like, we have to take Leah to this. And they tried, but the tickets were like $1,000 each, you know, to even sit in the nosebleeds. So that didn't happen. But I wonder if Lindsay went to the concert. That would make sense, right? Because she was definitely living in New York at the time. And... She was a celebrity, so I'm sure she could get into the concert a lot easier than I could. And maybe there was a meet and greet after or whatever. I mean, I'm sure Michael was spending time with all of these celebrities that he performed with and the people in the audience, perhaps. Maybe Lindsay got to go backstage and meet with him. Like I said, Michael Jackson loved hanging out with kids, especially child stars. So I'm sure he would welcome that. And she's also asking for forgiveness. So I'm not saying he did anything to her. Please, guys, I don't want to start anything. But maybe she's just acknowledging that Michael was amazing, but also maybe had some faults as well. At the same time, is that really appropriate to bring up in the middle of a 9-11 post? Like, that's disrespectful to 9-11 victims, (laughs) you know, to be talking about how you're friends with Michael Jackson. Like, I understand that you associate 9-11 with him because you spent the night before at his concert or meeting him, supposedly. I don't know. I couldn't find any evidence that Lindsay was at the concert, but I'm just trying to piece this together. But still, it's in a post about 9-11, you just don't focus on Michael Jackson. That's just, that's not who I think of when I think 9-11. Also, Lindsay did introduce Michael Jackson at the 2006 World Music Awards, which is one of the things that over the series, a couple people have said to me, why don't you talk about the World Music Awards? Because it was kind of random, but Lindsay hosted the World Music Awards in 2006. And the reason I didn't talk about it is because guys, I cannot talk about everything. This series is already like 150 parts long, okay? And I just didn't find her hosting the World Music Awards to be all that interesting because there was not a lot to talk about. I mean, she basically, she hosted them and nothing crazy happened. Uh, But Michael Jackson won the Diamond Award that year, meaning he had sold over 100 million albums. And it was actually one of his last televised appearances ever. And it's so funny because like when Lindsay's announcing him, she it's like she almost doesn't even know what to do. Like she she hosts the rest of the show fine and just reads the teleprompter. But like in this one, you could tell that she's just, she's just like, I love you, Michael. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> announcing him. Bonjour. Okay, bonsoir. Thank you. It's been a fantastic show. I am so blessed to be able to present this person. He's a god. God bless him. Um, I'm honored. For the first time in several years, everyone, I want to chant, Michael, Michael, I love you, Michael. Michael Jackson! He doesn't even come out for a long time because there's this choir of kids singing We Are the World. And before he even comes out, the audience loses their effing minds. And it's so, I know I'm going off topic a little bit here, but it's so crazy to think of that we grew up in a world where Michael Jackson was still alive and doing television appearances, you know? Like, I remember that world very well because I grew up on Michael Jackson. I was like one of those people raised on Michael Jackson, knew all his choreography, things like that. And it just, it, it just reminded me of how we don't have celebrities like we used to. 
I mean, when he does appear on stage, forget it. People are inconsolable, like screaming, sobbing, just they can't even believe he's standing there. And he's not even really performing. Like the crowd is so loud that when he tries to sing along with We Are the World with the choir, you can barely even hear him. And he has a very distinctive voice. And I'm like struggling to hear, you know, and it was just amazing to look back on on things like that especially when you love pop culture as much as I do it's just uh, I don't know just it makes me feel some type of way but that's the only connection I could find for Michael and Lindsay so I have no idea if that's true or not I'm not going to spend too much more time trying to decode this obviously some of it is kind of like a poem but it's really sad and it kind of reminds me of Britney's Instagram posts nowadays which I'm also not even going to touch that because that I have so many thoughts and feelings on that whole thing. But yeah, it just was troubling. Lindsay ended the year, though, with a stunning photo shoot. Literally one of the most beautiful shoots she has ever done. Photographed by the unbelievably talented Ellen Von Unworth, who is one of my favorite photographers of all time, especially her work with Brittany and Lindsay specifically, Christina Aguilera. I mean, just stunning work. If you're not familiar, please Google. So she was in this magazine called No Tofu Magazine. So yet again, a magazine that I never ever would have heard of if not for Lindsay Lohan. I was actually surprised that it was such a big deal. This shoot that Ellen Von Unworth would be shooting her, but it was. It was Lindsay's first photo shoot in the United States in over a year since she had done the Wonderland magazine spread. And you just have to look at these photos. If you do nothing else today, please Google these photos. I cannot tell you how stunning she looks. It was shot in Mykonos, Greece. She just looks like a rich socialite having the time of her life in Greece. And I love the lighting of the photo shoot. Uh, Just absolutely stunning outfits. Lindsay looks beautiful. Perfection. She also stated that she had a much better Christmas this year than the year before with her disease that she had unfortunately contracted because this year she was with her family in New York. So she was spending time with Dina and her siblings and she posted pictures. And then she also posted a screen cap of her FaceTiming with Oprah. So Oprah actually continued to keep in touch with Lindsay privately behind the scenes, which makes me feel a little bit better about the Lindsay series because it seems like Oprah did really care about her personally. I don't know if they're like fake friends And Lindsay was just posting about it to say, hey, look, Oprah cares about me. I have clout. And Oprah was just doing it to try and seem like she was less opportunistic with the series. But it was mutually beneficial either way. And Lindsay just seemed really happy. She tweeted, at Oprah, thank you for always giving us all a very Merry Christmas hashtag blessing and am FaceTiming you with at Aliana Lohan. So like I said, not always the clearest or most perfect grammar coming from Lindsay's posts. Okay, guys, I am going to have to give a trigger warning for this next section. Lindsay was in a domestic violence situation. So she had begun dating Igor Tarabasov, who is a businessman and the heir to a billion-dollar fortune, who is seven years younger than her. In January 2016, we didn't yet know that she was dating this person, but she had posted something online that said, don't stay with the wrong guy. 
there goes something that I thought was good. Be true to yourself and never let a man hit you. She deleted it really quickly, though. So people were a little bit alarmed, but then again, it's Lindsay and people were not taking her seriously for years by this point. So it just kind of blew over. And like I said, Lindsay was still laying low, not doing much. She didn't have any projects coming out. She wasn't acting in anything. So people kind of left it alone. Then in March, it's officially revealed that Lindsay is in a relationship with him because she posts a picture of him on Instagram and simply captions it, I love him. Now, Lindsay hadn't been in a serious relationship that people knew about for a long time. She would be seen with people here and there. She'd be doing a project or something and be hanging out with the guy from the project or whatever, but it was never anything that people were taking seriously or obsessing over the way that they did with, you know, Wilmer Valderrama or Samantha Ronson. So for her to announce this herself, fans were very interested in hearing more about this. So TMZ reported that they had been together for about four months. So obviously, this is March. She posted the thing about never letting a man hit you in January. So who was she talking about? She was talking about Igor right? But people didn't really put that together, I guess, or whatever, because Lindsay and Igor started being seen everywhere together. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. I mean across the whole world. And they always looked so happy together, so adorable, so picture perfect. She looks clean. She looks healthy. She looks happy. She seems like she's doing very well and they seem like they're so in love. Whether it's a paparazzi photo taken of them kissing on the beach or laughing together over dinner or it's a posed photo that she's posting or that, you know, she's posing for when she sees a photographer or whatever. No matter where you saw them, they always seemed so happy. And actually in the following month, it was reported that Igor had proposed to Lindsay, which her new-ish publicist at the time, Hunter Frederick, said that the story was untrue and held no merit. But they seemed as good as engaged because they just seemed to be so in love. And on July 2nd, Lindsay celebrated her 30th birthday in Greece with Igor After traveling from London, where she lived, to New York City, to France, I mean, they were just having the time of their lives, it seemed. And so Vanity Fair interviewed Lindsay for her 30th birthday. I assume she told them that they couldn't ask about this new boyfriend because he doesn't come up at all. They really just more focus it on, you know, how are you celebrating your birthday, which she says in Greece with her family and friends. They ask her, is this different than how you've celebrated past birthdays? She responds, I am actually celebrating it. I thought I would be hiding when I realized I was turning 30. It's different because the way I live my life is different, which I am very grateful for. And it did seem like she was living her life differently. Like I said, she was taking a break from 25 years of constant work and performing in one way or another and then like 10 years of getting in consistent trouble being in and out of you know probation jail trouble etc etc it was amazing that she was living her life differently and it seemed like her life was almost starting in a way they asked her what would your 30 year old self tell your younger self when she started filming the parent trap 
Lindsay responds, I can't say that I would have listened then. My mother taught me to always be humble and that is something I still live by today so I would say that. I would also probably say don't go too fast. Pay attention to the people you surround yourself with and make sure they have honest intentions. Put yourself first and just breathe. We all know Lindsay has a tattoo that says breathe. (laughs) If she ever forgets, she just can look, you know, right at her wrist. She continues, be happy and always be grateful for the moment you have in front of you. Be here now. I very much agree with that advice. I find myself turning to that technique very often. When I'm upset about something, I just be grateful for the moment. And I think that that was really nice to hear Lindsay saying at this point in her life. Like I said, even though everybody knew that she was dating Igor, I assume that Vanity Fair was told they could not ask about him. Because when Lindsay references him, she doesn't reference him by name. They ask her, what brings you the most joy right now? And she says, travel, experience, sharing my love with someone special, meditation, being happy with good people around me, and spending time with my family. So sharing her love with someone special, like everyone knew she was with this guy. There were constantly pictures being posted of the two of them but I respect that you know she didn't want to turn it into this celebrity spectacle she was dating somebody who wasn't really famous and she didn't want her whole personal life splashed on every tabloid they ask her what she's most proud of when she looks back on her life so far and you know I probably would have said mean girls or freaky friday parent trap but she says (laughs) I'm just kidding but she says Being strong and allowing myself to accept my faults and with that being the person that I am today. And you know, to some people this might sound like mumbo jumbo just regurgitated from a therapist or whatever. But it really is true, right? Like I think it's so beautiful that she didn't say parent trap or something like that or, you know, the success she's had, whatever. She says, being strong and allowing myself to accept my faults. I always say if you can accept your faults and you can accept the things that are wrong with you because nobody is perfect and you can look them square in the face and actually face yourself and not hide from it and not run, which some people do their entire lives, you will have such a beautiful experience in this world. Like facing yourself is the most important person to stand up to and face in your life. And so I think that this line of thinking is probably why we see a happy, healthy, working Lindsay again today. Unfortunately, we do have to talk about the domestic violence that she suffered at the hands of her boyfriend. So in July, Lindsay posted on her Twitter the link to the Labor Pains trailer, which if you remember was a movie she did in 2009. And she followed up the link by writing, I am pregnant. And so all these news outlets were reporting Lindsay Lohan's pregnant because she had said it herself. So, you know, straight from the source, it's obviously safe to report on. In following posts, she then accused Igor of cheating. She was posting a lot on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. So People Magazine says, The first hint of trouble came Friday when the 30-year-old actress spoke about her potential relationship drama in a Snapchat video, marking the first time she's referred to Igor as her fiancé. So remember, there were rumors that they had gotten engaged, but then Lindsay's rep said that they hadn't. So now Lindsay's saying that that's her fiance so I guess they were engaged she said in the video my fiance is being really angry at me but I'm drinking water to get him to come home honey come home please she said captioning the video et phone home which this this situation isn't funny but I think that's a funny caption 
E.T. phone home. But she says he's angry and she's drinking water to get him to come home. So I'm guessing that she had relapsed and he was not happy about that. So he left, which is okay. Like, I understand that part of it. The violence part, obviously, unacceptable no matter what. But so far, I'm like following this a little bit, right? So it says, the social media rant continued on Saturday with Lohan posting a photo of her and the Russian business mogul on Instagram with his face scribbled out. In another picture of the couple, the caption read, I guess I was the same at 23. Shitty time. It changes at 26 or 27. She continued at e2505t which i guess is his handle thanks for not coming home tonight fame changes people i mean obviously this type of acting out like posting your business like this on social media is so wrong like you should not be doing this at any time i mean even with someone who isn't famous every once in a while i mean i'm sure you've seen it we've all seen it you know someone's going through a breakup or something tough and they start posting these like passive aggressive messages on facebook or twitter or whatever knowing that their ex is going to see it or you know they start gallivanting with somebody else and they're clearly showing off sometimes you just see a post and you just know that it's a subtweet like you just know that it's meant for a specific person but when you're lindsay lohan and you're famous and people are going to be reporting, literally people, <laughs> People Magazine is going to be reporting on all of this. Do you really want your business out there? Like it's so messy and I am not blaming her for any domestic violence that went on, certainly not. But I do think that posting all of these personal details are only going to hurt her in the end, especially because she had kept this relationship private for the most part. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is a cry for help. Like, maybe this was actually a good thing that she was posting this stuff so that her friends and family, like, people who do actually care about her could contact her and make sure everything was okay. Because remember, that post in January that came when she said, never let a man hit you. I mean, this stuff was probably going on since then. So obviously, she did need some type of help. So I guess I'm happy that she was speaking out in some way. And at least there's a log here of some of the things that had gone on. The article continues, not long after, Lindsay posted a snap of Igor at a party. She wrote, wow, thanks, hashtag fiance with Russian hooker. And then she, at, like, she tags the girl. Tagging Dasha Pajavkina, the creative director of PA5H. She's accusing this woman who has a job that is not sex work, uh, I'm assuming, of being a Russian hooker, which nothing wrong with sex work, but, you know, Lindsay obviously meant it in a derogatory way here. It says, another post also accused Igor of cheating. She captioned a video of her fiancé partying with the caption, home, first time in my life, bear with he, he cheated on me with hooker. Lindsay then tweeted what seemed to be personal information of the woman with her fiancé, but deleted it shortly after. Lohan continued her post with a shocking tweet implying she was pregnant. She posted a link to the poster of her 2009 film Labor Pains in which she plays a woman who fakes a pregnancy before getting pregnant for real on Twitter. The caption read, Lindsay Lohan Labor Pains trailer, I am pregnant. Okay, so I guess <laughs> I guess she didn't actually post the trailer. I wasn't able to click on it and see. I guess she said it was the trailer, but she just posted the poster. Now, all of this stuff is deleted, so if I'm ever... Uh, wrong about a little detail like that it's because I cannot actually see the post and I have to rely on what these articles and blogs say but that's 
kind of insignificant except that you know it's it does again show that like her stuff that she's saying isn't always adding up you know she says it's the trailer but it's actually the poster I also think it's funny that she wrote she spelled labor pains she spelled labor like the UK spelling of it l-a-b-o-u-r instead of the American spelling of (laughs) labor like because now you know she's from England now she lives in London so she's spelling things differently you know what? Fine. We have bigger fish to fry. Most of the posts were later deleted from Lohan's social media pages. Since moving to London, Lohan has been more at ease, according to insiders. Sources tell people she's kept a lower profile and is enjoying spending time with family, friends, and of course, her boyfriend slash fiance. The next day, People published another article that states Lindsay Lohan reportedly seen accusing boyfriend of abuse in massive fight after weekend drama. In a dramatic video published by the British newspaper The Sun late Sunday, a woman with an American accent who loudly identifies her to neighbors as Lindsay Lohan and gives her address can be seen getting into an argument with a man. The video appears to be shot from someone in a neighboring building and the son identifies the woman as Lindsay Lohan, but people could not verify the authenticity of the video. Neither Igor Turbasov or Lindsay Lohan could be reached for comment. The woman in the video is quoted as saying, do it, I dare you again, you're fucking crazy, you sick fuck. You need help, it's my house, get out of my house. The woman is then on the balcony sobbing and screaming, yelling to her neighbors, he just strangled me, he almost killed me. She yells, I'm done, I don't love you anymore, you tried to kill me, you're a fucking psycho. We are finished, you've been strangling me constantly, you can't strangle a woman constantly and beat the shit out of her and think it's okay. Everybody saw you touch me, it's filmed, get out. Clearly distressed, the woman added, you broke my heart. While the London police cannot confirm the involvement of Lohan 30 or Tarabasov 22 in the domestic incident, the police did confirm that officers were called to the address stated in the video on Saturday the 23rd of July following a report of a woman in distress. The statement added that the officers attended because of concerns for the welfare of the occupants inside and that they forced entry into the address. Although no one was inside the property at the time, the police continued to make inquiries until the occupants were traced and found to be safe and well. No arrests were made, police confirmed. So I watched this video. It's an extremely distressing video, just the way her voice sounds. It kind of sounds like her, but it also... Her voice is even deeper and grittier than normal. And it almost sounds like the video is distorted. Like, this is a weird comparison, but if you've ever seen, like, in a horror movie when they do, like, a scary, distorted demon voice or something, that's what it sounds like. Like, you can still tell it's Lindsay, but it's just, it sounds like a a different version of her voice. It is still on The Sun's website. If you want to watch it, I am not posting the clips here. But it's very upsetting, you know, she's on the balcony, she's screaming at her neighbors to help her, she's saying it's Lindsay Lohan, and the video is clearly coming from somebody in an apartment across from her who is discreetly filming probably after they heard some commotion, Um, you know, they went and filmed it, and I don't blame them, I probably would do the same thing just out of protection for her. And the police were called, I'm not sure if by that neighbor or another one or by Lindsay, but it's 
very upsetting, very distressing, very shocking. You can't really see them that clearly, but it does add up with the rest of the story that we are about to get into here. Paparazzi photographers did capture Igor moving out of Lindsay's house the following day, and Lindsay posted a photo on Instagram trying to clear up some of the speculation. The caption read, Dear friends, I'm good and well. At the moment, I am taking time for myself with good friends. I am sorry that I've exposed certain private matters recently. I was acting out of fear and sadness. We all make mistakes. Sadly, mine have always been so public. I have done a lot of soul searching in the past years and I should have been more clear-minded rather than distract from the good heart that I have. Social media comes with the territory of the business and the world we now live in. My intentions were not meant to send mixed messages. Maybe things can be fixed, maybe not. I hope they can, but I am 30 years old and I do deserve a hashtag gentle giant. <laughs> Again, this isn't funny, but I just love the way she talks. I don't know. Life is about love and light, not anger. Thank you to those who stand by my side. So I thought that was good that she posted that because like her fans were very worried about her. I wasn't really following her at this point. So I don't even remember hearing about this until later on in the year. But I'm sure this was extremely alarming. Like if I had heard about it, I would have been really upset. Regarding her being pregnant, of course, Michael Lohan had to weigh in because anytime someone wants to interview him about something, he is down. He will give a quote in exchange for a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Like, he does not care. He said that Lindsay did tell him that she was pregnant. So I don't want to speculate too much. This is an extremely sensitive subject. But either he's lying or Lindsay was pregnant possibly as a result of what had gone on between her and Igor. Maybe she had lost the baby because of that. Again, this is terrible speculation, and I feel bad kind of even saying this stuff, but my goal with this series has always been to report on Lindsay's life honestly while trying to highlight the good moments and her triumphs and remember her as the amazing talent that she is and when I say remember her I don't I mean that sounds so sad like she died or something but I just mean there was just so much negativity blasted at her for so many years and I want to be part of the positive messaging but I feel like you can't celebrate the good without also highlighting the bad because to quote one of my favorite movies the sweet is never as sweet without the sour and I wouldn't want to just give you guys a sugar-coated version of her life when we all know that these things went on. So I'm trying to report on this as delicately as possible. I hope to God Lindsay didn't have another miscarriage. We know from the Oprah series that she had had one in 2013. I don't know if in general she has a problem carrying. I don't know. These are things I have no idea about, so I don't even want to speculate further, but I'm just saying how tragic if Lindsay had been pregnant. Michael told Inside Edition, I have no reason not to believe her. She is my daughter. She hasn't misled me. I go on what she tells me. Michael could be lying also because, you know, wouldn't be the first time. But I don't know. So Dasha Pejavkina, who Lindsay had accused of being a Russian hooker and cheating with Igor, talked to The Sun and said, I've known Igor for five years and have never slept with him and never would. I'm the one who introduced Lindsay to Igor. We are just friends. Lindsay's insecurities mean she can't have any girls around him. Her behavior is so volatile, but honestly, I didn't expect this. 
Dasha went on to tell the publication that Lindsay threw Igor's mobile phone into the sea during the couple's recent trip to Mykonos. Lindsay had a meltdown as Igor went out with his London friends for dinner, she said, adding, I'm taking legal action. She has a history of this and needs to learn a lesson. Lindsay then posted another photo on Instagram of clouds in a heart formation in the sky. And she wrote in the caption, I would appreciate if these speculations regarding my personal life would respectfully come to a halt. Unfortunately, a private matter has become more public than I can control, and I would be extremely grateful if my fiancé and myself could discuss our personal matters on our own. There are more important things going on in the world than our relationship. Please leave us be to solve our personal matters. Even though I said previously that... Lindsay's life wasn't being reported on as closely and she wasn't being followed as much by paparazzi of course as soon as all this happened the paparazzi was like stalking her outside of her house they did catch her but she was hiding her face she had a t-shirt just completely hiding her face however you could see that her engagement ring was still on her left hand so this is after all of that happened so I guess that she was still considering herself engaged to this man so on August 6, 2016, photos and a video were released of Igor putting his hands on Lindsay in Mykonos. So these photos are actually from her birthday trip a month earlier, but they had just surfaced. I'm not sure why, but it's just so tough to see this. I mean, first of all, it's a it's a man abusing a woman. Obviously, that's upsetting. But, you know, Lindsay is, you know, she's being grabbed from behind and her backside is exposed. Her breast is almost fully exposed because she's, you know, she's on the beach in Greece. She's supposed to be on this romantic trip. She's wearing very little and her cover up is flying up and it's just so degrading. I mean, it makes me want to cry. It truly does to see her being treated that way. She actually did an interview with the Daily Mail after this. And they wrote, it was supposed to be another sun-kissed step forward for actress Lindsay Lohan, a special Mediterranean break to celebrate a milestone birthday and to start building a rare long-term relationship. But there is nothing romantic about these disturbing new pictures from the Greek island of Mykonos, where she stayed last month, hoping at last to put a famously troubled past behind her. They show an angry, violent altercation between Lindsay and her fiancé. She now admits that he has assaulted her several times before. I realize now you can't stay in a relationship just for love, she says. No woman can be hit and stay with that person if that person isn't prepared to say sorry. I mean, I personally think even if your partner does apologize, you shouldn't stay with them. I don't think anyone should have to deal with someone physically abusing them. And I've had friends that have gone through this in the past. And they make excuses and they say, oh, well, you know, I said this or I said that and I provoked him. No, I don't care if you literally said the most demeaning, horrifying thing that anyone's ever said. He can respond back with words that are just as horrible. But once you put your hands on somebody, that's different. And there's no excuse for escalating a verbal fight into violence. There's no excuse. I don't care if it's a woman doing it, if it's a man doing it. I don't care who it is or what the situation is. There's never an excuse to be 
violently abused or handled by another person. And if you are going through this right now and you're listening to this, please reach out to loved ones. And if you don't have anyone else aside from that person, please reach out to professionals. There is help out there. Be strong. I know this is extremely triggering, so I just want to say that, that my heart goes out to anyone who is going through this or has gone through this before. The article continues, The pictures from Mykonos, which have only emerged now, show a tussle occurring after Lindsay and Igor argue in a black 4x4. The 30-year-old actress hurls his mobile phone onto the sand and flees the car. He chases her, grabs her roughly from behind in an attempt to grab the handset back, and twists her arm behind her back. Lohan is reluctant to go into detail about the fight in Mykonos, saying that she only threw Igor's phone after he took hers. Igor drank too much and he went crazy, she said. However, she does disclose the explosive truth about another fight between them just a few days ago when she ended up screaming for help on the balcony of the Knight's Bridge flat they shared. The incident was filmed by a neighbor and became an internet sensation. So this is the video that I was just talking about where People Magazine said they couldn't confirm it was Lindsay. She is confirming in this article that it was her. She explains the events that led to the tussle on the apartment balcony. Igor and I had been out for dinner. We danced and it was fun. When we got home, I went to bed and Igor went out. A few hours later, he came back and when I woke up, he was standing over me. He wasn't himself. He was being very aggressive and he attacked me. This is the first time she has spoken openly about Igor and she starts crying. She admits she feels unsafe. I wanted to do this interview because it's time to tell the truth. There have been so many lies printed about me recently. I've kept quiet for so long, but now I'm scared of what Igor might do to me and to himself. If anyone listening is ever in this situation, please speak out. Please, even if you're not ready to leave the person yet, tell somebody. Make sure somebody in your life knows what's going on and is there for support. Still in tears, she continues, it's not the first time, that's the problem. But this time someone saw. I didn't call anyone. I've dealt with enough police in LA. How sad is that? That she's gone through so much with the police, which honestly was deserved. Like she did a lot of wrong things that led to all those police encounters. But how sad is that that she's in a domestic violence situation and she doesn't want to call the police because she has trauma from dealing with the police? She continues, I just left the house and went to the Connaught Hotel for the night. I contacted my good friend, Hofit Golin, who was in Saint-Tropez. They know that she is an Israeli socialite. She said, get on a plane, come and meet me. So I did. I needed some time for myself. I've spent the past week fishing on my friend Marco Mavila's yacht with his lovely family in Sardinia. So the Daily Mail also notes that Lindsay is still wearing her engagement ring as she's doing this interview. She says, I've been meditating and swimming in the ocean and listening to George Michael's song, Faith. The lyrics are very apt. The Daily Mail notes that she's still wearing her four-carat emerald engagement ring, and Lindsay actually reveals that he proposed to her the previous September. So this relationship had been going on for a lot longer than anybody knew. I haven't taken it off even after all this, she says. The truth is I wanted to make things work, but now I'm not sure that I can. She says that in recent days she has contacted him to ask to meet and talk. Clearly, however, she holds out little hope of a reconciliation at this stage. I need closure. I genuinely fell in love with him, but he broke my trust and made me feel unsafe. 
I know I'm not an angel, but I've tried to fix things. It's down to him now. I had suggested we go for couples counseling, but there comes a time when I have to put myself first, my family, and also think about my career, which I've worked so hard for. I also don't want to let my fans down by not being the strong woman I have become. What a strange life, you know, to feel like you don't want to let your fans down. You know, like you have to make certain choices in your personal life because you don't want to let your fans down. You know, that's just interesting to me. Lindsay revealed that the couple had been together and she says that this precisely, nine months, three weeks, and two days, and we've lived together since the second night I met him. He proposed on September 27th, 2015, but I waited months before saying anything publicly. All I wanted was to get married and settle down. I've always wanted four kids, and Igor and I talked about having a family. So this was a whirlwind romance for her, right? It's like as soon as she meets this guy, she's just head over heels in love. They're living together. And, you know, he's a billionaire, so she doesn't have to worry about, like, oh, is he using me for clout? Is he using me for money? Even though, you know, Lindsay had famously had money troubles. But still, you know, there are, I'm sure there are many men that were after her regardless of that. It says, Lindsay is close to her mother, a former dancer, but has a turbulent relationship with her father, a former Wall Street trader who has been jailed twice and has a history of drugs and violence. I've become my mother, she says, recognizing the irony of her situation. She says that she has broken off contact with her father after blaming him for telling the press she was pregnant. My father is known for talking to the press and selling stories. He loves the attention. In the past, he said I've done drugs. He put my number on the internet. Who does that? Some of the stuff he's done proves to me that he doesn't care about me. So notice that she doesn't say that she wasn't pregnant. She doesn't say that he lied about her being pregnant. She just says that he's known for talking to the press and selling stories, which is 100% accurate. So I think that's interesting that she's being so transparent in this interview, yet she doesn't say anything about being pregnant. She doesn't address that tweet specifically. She doesn't confirm or deny anything regarding that, which makes me think that a tragedy did take place, that possibly she lost a baby. Ugh, this sucks, guys. It really, I mean, I, you know... I don't mean to sound insensitive by saying it sucks. Like, obviously, it, it's so much more than that. But Lindsay finished the interview by saying, I'm not obsessed with Hollywood anymore. I just want to work. My plan is to go there to work and then come home to London. I'm a really good actress. I know that. I've made mistakes, but the important thing is I've learned from them. I'm just sad this has all happened now because I've worked hard to get my life flowing again. And they also note that her fiancé did not respond to requests for comment on this article. So as I said, Lindsay was in Italy with friends just kind of getting away from it all and taking time apart from Igor and the friend that she was staying with decided to do an interview with Us Weekly. Why? Like, I wonder if she's still friends with this person. I don't know. I just feel like Lindsay, first of all, she shouldn't have done the interview with the Daily Mail. When you're going through something like this, I don't know. There's no need to, like, do an interview. If she wanted to speak out and just get it on record what she was saying about Igor, that's fine. But why the Daily Mail? Why couldn't she have contacted a more reputable source or something like that? And why does she have to do a whole interview? I just feel like the whole celebrity thing is so strange and feeling the need to do an 
an interview, every single time something crazy happens in your life just because there's interest, I just feel like that's unnatural. But also I'm wondering from a psychological perspective, is it just because Lindsay has been famous since she was 11, 12 years old, so she just naturally does it? Like she doesn't even think about it. She's just like, oh, this is my life. I'm a celebrity. This is what I do. Because there's a lot of celebrities who don't do that, right? Like if they're going through something like this, it's ultimate privacy, cannot ask any questions. They don't do any interviews until they absolutely have to promote something. And then there's all these rules. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I just find it really strange that she did an interview with the Daily Mail. And then her friend, Hofit Golan, spoke to Us Weekly, which is not exactly like a reputable magazine, you know? I mean, not that they – I don't think Us Weekly – generally prints outright lies or anything like that but you know did Lindsay approve this I don't know but they told us weekly we've been doing acupuncture massage stretching drinking lots of green juice exploring caves fishing swimming just doing normal things <laughs> exploring caves is not a normal thing but that's just whatever that's me and they were fishing because Lindsay posted that she had caught a fish but she was throwing it back because she's like one with nature and she doesn't want to kill anything Hofit continues Lindsay and I have known each other for years and she's a very close friend she's loyal and an amazing person it's unfortunate that other people in her life I'm not going to name names are confirming she's pregnant which she's not so basically Lindsay's belly was looking a little bit bigger than it normally did which is totally fine I mean she was in Italy maybe she was just eating a lot of pasta I mean girl I've been known for my stomach to grow a little bit even when I am not in Italy so you know what I mean like it's it's sometimes we go through phases and it's okay and it's all good to gain a few pounds but it did kind of look like she was pregnant because like the rest of her body didn't really look like she was putting weight on so she was wearing a lot of bathing suits and stuff so it was no noticeable and maybe she was just bloated but Michael Lohan just kept insisting that she was pregnant and he's like well she told me that she was pregnant so I'm just going by what she said and this friend is saying oh you know I'm not going to name names but the people that are saying she's pregnant she's not so they continued this vacation is amazing it's not a single girl's getaway or a post breakup vacation Lindsay is taking a pause in her relationship and joined my friends and I on holiday all relationships have ups and downs and that is what is happening with Lindsay and Igor they are going through personal matters it doesn't mean they've broken up for good Lindsay just needed a pause okay I don't like this at all because I think it is extremely unhealthy to say all relationships have ups and downs and that's what's happening with Lindsay and Igor no I just really, really need people to understand the distinction between regular ups and downs and regular fighting and then physical violence. I mean, even verbal abuse is abuse, so it's not even just physical, but I personally believe, and I said this in some form earlier in the podcast, once you put your hands on somebody, that's not all relationships have ups and downs. All relationships have ups and downs is like, oh, you know what? My husband spends too much money and I feel like we work really hard and he just like wastes a lot of money and I'm more of a saver. So we just, you know, we have issues there. Or, oh, you know, my wife has this coworker and I trust her and everything, but I don't know. They just seem really close and she calls him her work husband. So I, I don't know. It just, it bothers me. Those are regular relationship ups and downs. Those are common issues issues that I hear people have not my boyfriend tried to strangle me and I was out on the balcony screaming for help that is not a regular relationship up and down that really pisses me off because even though if someone comes to you and they have been dealing with domestic violence like you don't want to alarm them and blow up the situation even bigger or give them more stress and anxiety but also you should not minimize it you should be like yes this is an incredibly difficult alarming situation and you need to stay away from this person like I just don't understand calling it a regular relationship up and down that's just 
that's just not okay to me. Hofeet continues, she made a mistake with all of her Instagram posts that were directed at Igor. She apologized for it. She knows it's wrong. People think Lindsay is this really strong-headed girl, but she's normal, quiet, and a loyal friend who's working hard to get to the next chapter of her life. This rubs me the wrong way. Like, why are you commenting to Us Weekly? Just shut up and enjoy your Italy vacation. I don't get it. I mean, maybe they got paid or something for this and Lindsay needed the money. So I, I don't know. I know this like speculation, but it just bothers me. Lindsay went back to London after her Italy vacation and she was seen wearing her engagement ring, but she wasn't seen with Igor and we had seen that he moved out. So people were not really sure what was going on. And then in September, Vanity Fair published an article because Lindsay had done an interview with a Russian news station, which I don't know. I just don't think that she should continually be doing these interviews about this domestic violence situation. I mean, I think it's good when celebrities are open about their troubles because I do think it helps people to see a celebrity going through that. And if this does have to happen to you, at least you can make some good come of it by sharing it. But I also just don't think it was the healthiest thing for Lindsay to be talking about all of this on the news. So Vanity Fair, they basically explain the situation and then they quote Lindsay and she says, I went to bed and he broke into my house. He started strangling me. I feared that Igor may splash acid in my face. She feared that he might splash acid in her face, but oh yeah, all couples go through ups and downs. Let me tell you something, I had a very volatile, on and off, up and down roller coaster of a relationship that went on for years, and I never, ever feared that he might splash acid in my face, okay? Like, we had a messy relationship, but neither of us were ever afraid for our fucking lives, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a totally different level once it reaches this place of violence. She says, I jumped out to the balcony and shouted with all of my force, he's trying to kill me, call the police. I am lucky to come to Moscow to speak. So Igor decided to respond to the story. He hadn't really said anything that I can find before that, but he spoke out, I guess, because she had spoken to the Russian press and he's Russian. So he was like, girl, you're on my turf and now you're talking shit about me and that's not okay. I mean, to him, it's not okay. I think it was okay because she needed to stand up for herself and he clearly was abusing her. I mean, there's literally freaking video and pictures of it. And he says, it has come to my attention that my former fiance, Lindsay Lohan, is planning a new smear campaign against me in the Russian and international media. My relationship with Lindsay came to an end in July 2016. In the weeks that followed, there were numerous attempts to discredit my name by inaccurately portraying the nature of our relationship, publishing distorted facts, and making false accusations. The construction heir, who is now reportedly on vacation in Greece, said he is going to continue to focus on his business aspirations and, quote, maintain a low profile. He added that he refuses to be, quote, dragged into the media storm. Well, first of all, I'm going to drag you because you abused Lindsay, and that's clear. Like, of course everybody's gonna take Lindsay's side I get that he's just gonna say she's making false accusations but if you notice his statement is really vague like he never says I didn't hit her I didn't abuse her I didn't strangle her she had nothing to be afraid of he never even says that which I think is interesting because this guy's not even denying it he's just kind of vaguely saying she's trying to discredit me and she's inaccurately portraying the nature of our relationship and it's like we can all see the nature of your relationship because we are literally watching videos I'm just happy Lindsay had the resources to get away from him and separate from him I just hope that Lindsay has been able to heal from this because obviously nobody in the world should have to go through this type of situation so Lindsay decided to visit Istanbul Turkey and spend some time with Syrian refugees 
So she went to a government-run refugee camp near Turkey's border with Syria. The Andalou agency said the U.S. actress toured the social facilities and preschool in Nizip before giving refugee children presents. She also visited an art and handicrafts workshop where she talked with the female students. Around 5,000 Syrian refugees live in container homes in the camp, and the agency said Friday that Lohan had visited a book fair in Istanbul where she bought books for the refugee children. She has been visiting the refugee families and facilities around Turkey every day for the past two weeks. Recently, Lindsay shared through photos of her trip on Instagram that she hopes she can inspire others to get involved. This included a photo of her with a nine-year-old girl she met named Haya who had lost her mom to the war in Syria. She was now staying in Turkey with her twin brother and father who was severely injured. She couldn't care less about our gifts to her whose mother has gone, Lohan wrote. She held me more more and more tight when she sat on my lap. I sniffed her hair, took her hands, and held her tight. In that moment, Lohan said, she realized there is so much more we can all do to help those in Aleppo and Turkey. We should do more starting today, she wrote, using the hashtags refugees welcome and ignorance kills. I always say that if you're going through a lot, the best thing that you can do to heal yourself is to help others, which might sound strange because if you need help and you're struggling, like, shouldn't you focus on yourself? And I feel like there's so much messaging on social media these days that's all about just like you, 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 self-care, focus on yourself, cut people out of your life if they're not working, like all that kind of stuff. And I, I get that. But at the same time, anytime I'm like really going through it, I look at like my friends and family and I'm like, okay, who needs help? Like I'm going to, I'm going to go cook some food for somebody and like drop it off at their house or something like that because honestly that stuff it feeds your soul and if you have a platform like Lindsay and you're able to make these connections where you can visit refugee camps and things like that I mean even just to like put a little bit of a smile on a child's face like even one child like if you do that for one child it it matters so much and so I think it was beautiful that she was able to do that. Then we saw Lindsay's life go in a totally different direction. Now for years she had been saying that acting was her passion, acting was her heart and soul, making movies is where she belongs, it's when she's happiest, healthiest, all of that. But instead Lindsay became an entrepreneur. She announced that she was opening a club in two weeks in Athens, Greece that would be called Lohan. And this club is still open. It is still thriving. So honestly, I think that's really impressive. The fact that she had basically no business experience outside of releasing a self-tanner line and some leggings. I mean, Lindsay was more of a movie business type of gal. And now here she is investing in a club. But I honestly don't think that Lindsay had that much money at the time. So I think she invested a little bit, but it was more about her name. And that makes sense to me because I find in my research that people internationally don't really care as much about Lindsay's down periods they really just focus on the fact that she's this like fabulous movie star who made these great movies and she's like this beautiful celebrity and they focus on like the fashion aspect and all that kind of stuff like they don't really care as much about all the drama and the tabloids like the U.S. does and so that name really would pull in a lot of people and it did and it still continues to like I said the club is still open to this day and this opened on October 15th 2016 and it opened really fast it all came together very very quickly I personally think that Lindsay probably was cooking up an idea in her head before this just because it seems very unlikely that you could like throw a club together and have it be successful for years in just a couple of weeks but Lindsay actually said herself that one of the reasons why she wanted to open this club is because she wanted to turn a bad situation 
meaning the Syrian refugee crisis, into something good, meaning clubbing and partying. And she said that Greece deserved this because their club scene at the time was kind of in a downturn and she wanted to help put it back on an upswing. And she said that opening this club was partially a gift to the people of Greece because they had taken in so many Syrian refugees. And when she had gone and met with these people one-on-one and spent time with them, like it just really touched her heart because not every country is like openly taking in all these refugees, right? So I think it was a mixture of Greece was a place that she had been spending a lot of time in over the, you know, past year or so, she had been vacationing there and, you know, she visited a lot of different places, but she decided to open this club specifically in Greece because she wanted to give back to the people of Greece. And she was like, hey, you've helped these Syrian refugees. Now it's time for you to kick back, have a drink, party, dance, whatever. Now, of course, there was an obvious contradiction here, right? And everybody in the United States was making fun of Lindsay because they were like, wait, you're opening a club? Like you literally only just got out of a lot of trouble that stemmed from alcohol and drug abuse a few months ago. You were in consistent trouble for like 10 years and now you finally seem to be living a healthier lifestyle and you've just gone through all this trauma with your boyfriend and now you're opening a club? Like of all the things to open, you know, why don't you open like a health and wellness center or a rehab clinic or, you know, something for young women or whatever, like a club? Isn't that the most counterproductive, toxic thing that you, Lindsay Lohan, could possibly do? (laughs) And I think it is. (laughs) I think that those people are right. But at the same time, maybe Lindsay wanted to free herself of all of that. Like maybe it was kind of like just staring her demon directly in the face and being like, yeah, I should be staying out of clubs altogether. But instead of that, I'm going to double down and open my own freaking club. I don't know if I agree with it or not. I mean, I think her idea of like giving back to the people of Greece for letting in these Syrian refugees is very thoughtful. But like, If I wanted to do that, I probably would just provide them with supplies. You know, I would be like, okay, I'm sending every household that's taken in a Syrian refugee, like I'm going to provide them with supplies and food and money and stuff. I mean, I don't even know if that's how it works, but like that's what I would do instead of opening a club. Like that just sounds, (laughs) that just sounds like an atmosphere that Lindsay Lohan shouldn't be in, you know, but hey, this is what she decided to do. And so (laughs) I love Lindsay. She had created this concept of a new nightclub in Athens with the well-known businessman Dennis Papa Giorgio, which if you know, you know, Vegas Vacation. I cannot say the name Papa Giorgio without thinking of that movie, which by the way is the best vacation movie in my opinion. I mean, I don't know if it's the best, but it's always the one that I loved the most. I used to watch those movies over and over again, every single one of them. And as much as I love the original and we all know everyone loves Christmas Vacation, except of course, Jess. (laughs) If you heard my Falling for Christmas episode, then you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm going off topic, but like, if you know, you know, Vegas Vacation, Nick Papa Giorgio. Anyway, so Lindsay was actually seen in public with Dennis a lot, like over the course of the year. That's why I think that they had been planning this earlier or like talking. There was even rumors that she was dating him. I think at one point there was a picture of her kissing him and then she posted like, I'm not dating him. We're just friends. It's just like a friendly kiss, whatever. I personally don't kiss my male friends on the mouth, but like, it's cool, whatever. Um, (laughs) I love Lindsay. So Vice attended the opening of the Lohan nightclub on October 15th. Oh, and I, I almost forgot. Right before the nightclub opened, Lindsay was hospitalized. 
Of course. I mean, you can always count on Lindsay to be hospitalized at least once in every episode. But I told you guys that there were going to be a few crazy injuries slash diseases. So we already had the disease from the uh, mosquito. And now she was in a boating accident right before the club opened and her finger was severed. Okay, her finger was severed and her friends start like freaking out. Obviously, Lindsay's screaming in pain. There's blood everywhere. And her friends are like fumbling around trying to get the finger, which they did. They were able to recover the finger and they went straight to the hospital and they reattached the finger. And honestly, it ended up okay. But Lindsay actually posted a picture on Instagram and was like, oh, look, here's my severed finger, which I don't even know how graphic the picture was. But the article that I'm reading says that it was a graphic picture and I don't know if she deleted it or if it got deleted because there's no way that Instagram allows severed fingers on their freaking app. But Lindsay captioned the picture, this is why I shouldn't try to help get the rope to anchor the boat. I lost half my finger. I'm really glad Lindsay was okay. And there's a tip. If anything ever gets severed off your body or a friend's body, just make sure you grab the appendage, you know, get a little plastic baggie Ziploc, put it on ice, go straight to the hospital, you'll be fine. So Lindsay was in tip top shape for her club opening and like I said Vice showed up to report on it. They said Lindsay Lohan seemed to be involved in some way but it was unclear how exactly or why she was getting involved with a nightclub in Greece until she explained you know her reasoning with the uh, giving back to Greece thing and all of that. There was a huge line of club goers and fans waiting to see if Lindsay would show up and she did show up after 1 a.m. And she confirmed to the press that she had invested in the club and elaborated on the entertainment industry, the refugee crisis, Greece, xenophobia, and, and how having fun is a way to, quote, take a bad situation and make it good. She told the crowd of reporters that her club is a way to thank Greece. Greece has welcomed so many refugees from Syria, and this is something to celebrate. I want Lohan to be a celebration of people coming together. Her aim was to create a space where people from anywhere can have a great time, even people who don't drink. We've got hookah, she added. <laughs> she also told the crowd that some of the club's proceeds will go toward charities for refugee children. Isn't that funny that like people are partying the night away, probably like doing coke off the toilets and like all the money they're spending on drinks is going toward, toward helping children? Like that's how it should be, right? <laughs> Like, let's just give it all to the children. So like I said, this nightclub did very well. It is still open. How cool is that? You know, and I am not a nightclub girl at all, but like I would go if I was in Athens. I'm, are you kidding? I wouldn't go to any other club except Lohan because I love Lindsay. So obviously her name was going to help them bring more people in. And I'm sure it still does to this day, especially with tourists. But the list actually did a little review of this nightclub a couple years after it opened. And they said, Lohan nightclub is one of the most well-known nightclubs in Athens and the biggest in Greece. Okay, biggest club in Greece. Hello. It was opened by famous Hollywood actress Lindsay Lohan together with some prominent Greek entrepreneurs. It instantly became the go-to place for the true party animals. Its hedonistic and loud concept offers a truly unique clubbing experience. Lohan has an industrial Baroque aesthetic, but the assembled photographers and camera crews along with the sound and lighting system, enhances your nightlife experience even more. It has a friendly environment for both locals and tourists. So how how amazing is that? The way that she was able to just shift over like that and be successful. Like there are so many celebrity ventures, including Lindsay's own. Like I mentioned, the tanning sprays and the leggings and stuff that were not successful. I mean, there's so many celebrity brands. Like a situation like Jessica Simpson and how successful she's been, that is the exception, not the rule. Like the rule is that celebrities open things, open restaurants and stuff. And a lot of the time they're really not successful, you know? And look at this. It's been running for now 
over six years. So you proved them all wrong, girl. So over the next few months, Lindsay was traveling a lot between Greece and her home in London, but she was also just in general doing more of her traveling and kind of searching for meaning by reading about other cultures and learning languages and doing charity work and things like that. And so this video came out of Lindsay speaking and she sounded really strange. Like she had a brand new accent, which reminded everybody of Madonna. Remember when Madonna married Guy Ritchie and then she moved to England and then she just started speaking in like a very posh accent. And sometimes it would be like a British accent. Sometimes it would be like very American, but just more posh sounding. You know what I mean? It was like going in and out. And so the paparazzi asked her, Lindsay, why do you sound so different? And she replied, je ne sais pas, which means I don't know in French. And she called up her old friends, the Daily Mail, to explain this new accent because everybody was talking about it, making fun of it. And she says, it's a mixture of most of the languages I can understand or I'm trying to learn. I've been learning different languages since I was a child. I'm fluent in English and French, and I can understand Russian, and I am learning Turkish, Italian, and Arabic. First of all, girl, how are you learning all of these languages at once? Like, I feel like learning a language is difficult. I've tried to do it three different times, okay? I took, at different points in my school career, I took Italian, French, and then I tried to teach myself Japanese, and then I was in love with a German exchange student at one point, which is like a story we're not going to get into, but then I tried to teach myself German as well, which I still know like some of each of those languages, but I just think it's funny that she feels the need to pile on and like brag a little bit. She's like, well, you know, I just have this weird accent because I'm learning all these different languages at once, so it's just naturally coming out of me. She posted on Twitter to ask her fans to make up a name for the accent, and she wrote, what should I call me new accent? <laughs> so once again, not really on it, not on top of the grammar, but she's learning three different languages at once. Okay. She says, I'm thinking hashtag Lil Lohan. So, you know, like Lil Kim, but calling this language Lil Lohan. I don't know. But of course, Dina and Michael had to comment on this accent change as well, because why wouldn't they? They're always talking to the press about Lindsay. And <laughs> Dina says, I raised Lindsay and all my children to constantly learn different languages and embrace different cultures. Since Lindsay was a kid, she was speaking fluent Italian because my mother is Italian and would only speak to her in it. She taught herself how to speak French, Arabic, Hebrew, and the list goes on. What? Why are you adding on more languages? Like, I just, I don't, it's just so funny. Anyways, Lindsay has a very high IQ and is very intelligent and can pick up on any language in a minute. She has that gift. I would just say, you know what? Lindsay's been traveling a lot and she's learning all these different languages and stuff. So she's probably just picking up different vocal affectations and stuff. That's it. You don't have to be like, Lindsay's a genius. She spoke Italian when she was two. All, that's all my mother would speak and she taught herself how to speak French. Like, oh, you just, it's fine. Like, you don't have to say all of this. Michael's explanation of it was, she is a worldly person who has so many talents and so much to offer and that's what makes her so special and beautiful. She's so happy and healthy and doing great. Every time I talk to her, she's so positive. There's nothing to be concerned about. Lindsay picks up languages like I pick up a coffee, he said. I will tell you this, she spoke in other languages on the phone with me, languages I don't understand. I'll be on the phone with her and I'll hear her say something in fluent Farsi to a friend she's with. Honestly, you know what? Like I'm kind of making fun of all this because I don't think it's that serious and like there are so many other serious things to talk about and I feel like lightening the mood after, you know, all of the situation with Igor. But honestly, if I was super famous and rich and I could basically do anything with my life and I was recently free from probation and 
classes and community service and jail and all of that. Of course, I would want to become a more worldly person and I would want to learn other languages. And if I was able to travel the world as much as I wanted, of course, I would want to be able to talk to people in their native tongue. And if I didn't have to have a normal job, you know, where I'm working all day, of course, I would want to like take time learning more about other cultures and other people and how people live. So I think that this is actually really great that Lindsay was doing this. And I don't doubt that she was picking up on different languages and things like that. I don't really believe that she was, you know, suddenly like fluent in all of these languages, but I'm sure she was picking up on things here and there. I mean, sometimes when I, I mean, when I just spend time with in America with people who speak other languages, I'll say like, oh, teach me something like just in case I ever visit that country or whatever. And, you know, I just think it's fun. So, I mean, this is what rich people should be doing, right? Learning more about others, trying to help others. So I honestly cannot fault Lindsay for this. I just think that their explanations of it are hilarious. Like, well, I've always been very worldly and stuff. And honestly, like she is more worldly than most people her age, which is 30 at this point. Can't really blame her. I just think the explanations are hilarious. Okay, so I know that you guys are obviously dying to hear the accent. <laughs> so I'm going to play it for you now. Greece has welcomed so many refugees from Syria. Just as Turkey Not as many, but they have welcomed refugees. This is something to celebrate. So I want Lohan to be a celebration of everybody coming together in European nations. I think it's very important. And uh, you can go out, you can have a nice night. You don't have to drink, like the Club Buka in uh, Turkey. You can go out and have fun, but you don't have to drink. So you, uh, you, know, you understand the Muslim Islamic culture. You understand that life is bigger than uh, everything that we see. Americans are very close-minded in that sense. I know that because I'm American. To me, it sounds like she's trying to sound the way that a foreigner sounds when they come to America and are trying to speak to the press in English. You know, like if their native tongue is something other than English and they're speaking to the press and they're like kind of speaking slowly and thoughtfully because they want to make sure to get the language right and so they pronounce some English words not the way that we pronounce them here in America, just because they're just getting used to the language. I feel like she wants to sound exotic and worldly because that's cool, you know, to her. So that's what she wants to sound like. Look, I don't care. As long as she's happy and healthy, I don't care if she wants to speak like, you know, the king of France. I'm fine. I just, I just want her to be healthy and out of prison. So that is where my concern lies. She even released a line of t-shirts that said, I only speak Lilohan or Lilohan, whatever, however you want to say it. Profits from the sale were donated to charities, including the AFAD and Codwell Children. So Lindsay was really trying to do her part. We all know that Lindsay would end up moving to Dubai and during one of her trips to the UAE, she did an interview with CNN where she talked about how she got involved with visiting the Syrian refugees and told some stories about who she had met and what had happened there. And then they also did a Facebook Live with her where, of course, you know, on top of all of these humanitarian questions, we needed to know what was going on with Mean Girls 2. Because, <laughs> of course, there was a Mean Girls 2. It went straight to DVD and had, like, none of the original cast in it. I never even bothered to watch it. But Lindsay had been campaigning for a real Mean Girls 2 with the whole cast and the crew back, Tina writing it, Mark Waters directing it. 
for a while. She really, really wanted to make this happen. And of course she would. I mean, that was one of the biggest movies of her career and she hadn't really done good movies in recent years. So of course she would want to remind everybody like, look at this iconic thing that I did. We're doing another one. I've been trying so hard to do a Mean Girls too. It is not in my hands. I know that Tina Fey, Lauren Michaels, all of Paramount, everyone's very busy. Mm. But I will, I will keep forcing it and <laughs> pushing it on them until we do it. You want to do it, right? I would love to. I would love to have like, I, I would love to have Jimmy Lee Curtis, Jimmy Fallon in the movie, and I, I've already written a treatment for it. So yeah. I just need a response. <laughs> Come on, guys, if you're <laughs> out there. Um, I know Mark Waters is the, who was the director. He would happily come back. So honestly, as much as I love Mean Girls, and as much as I think that with Tina Fey writing it, they really couldn't go wrong, I don't know that Mean Girls needs a sequel. It's so about high school, you know? It's about that era of teen life. It's not about, let's see these characters that are now in their 30s. I mean, I guess what you could do is show all of the Mean Girls having children, that are now teenagers themselves going through the same thing, but I don't even know if enough time really has passed since then. They would have had to have kids pretty young, which I guess does happen, but it's just kind of a movie that doesn't need a sequel. Like, it's so iconic on its own. I totally get why Lindsay wants to, and I would definitely be excited if it was officially announced, but I know that now Tina is focused on making the movie based on the Mean Girls musical, which will not be a Mean Girls 2 with Lindsay in it or anything like that. So who knows if that will happen one of these days. In 2017, Lindsay took an even bigger step back. She disconnected basically with social media and stopped interacting with fans and things like that. I think that she was just in a totally different headspace. She deleted most of her Twitter and Instagram posts prior to 2017 and changed her bio to read alikum salam. The phrase translates to an unto you peace in Arabic. A lot of people were speculating if maybe Lindsay had converted to Islam. To address these rumors that were sparked when you were pictured with the Quran under your arm, are you going to convert to Islam? I think that um, me studying the Quran is something that I found a solace in. I do study it. Nothing is confirmed yet, but... Um, you read the Quran regularly, right? Yeah, I do. In English, but the, or in Arabic? It's translation. But it's yeah. easier for me to learn Arabic by writing it and for prayer hour listening you've, to it. I've noticed you've Instagrammed some sayings from Prophet Muhammad. I mean, you're taking this pretty seriously. I mean, well, are, I had, you, are you, I you in the... I had come on my phone for a long time before I cleaned my whole slate of Instagrams and, and Twitter posts. So that was there for quite some time. And people didn't realize that. It's just when it was wiped, that was the only thing people saw. And that Quran shot was actually from New York almost five years ago, or four are years you, ago when I was But just there. to clarify, are you in the process of potentially converting to Islam? Is that how you would categorize it? I think uh, religion is, you know, any religion anyone chooses is a personal belief, just as a spirituality, whatever you believe. My sister's Buddhist. Um, uh, it's it's a it's why, a consideration you, I have. Why are you reluctant to say other way? Because I, I don't want to speak on something that I haven't finished yet. I don't think that's right. What is it that appeals about Islam to you? As I said before, I find a solace in, in studying not just the Quran, other religions, just like meditation. I think something that feeds my soul and learning different cultures and beliefs um, in the Islamic culture, I found a lot of people that it's very... I feel like it's a family to me, a lot of my friends that are um, Arab. 
and they've been really good people to me. And also working with kids in Syria, it's something I, I want to learn the language so that I can I can discuss situations with them. I want to be on the same page as everyone. And I and when I go to Turkey and there's prayer hour, it does it calms me. Um, so it's something that I'm I'm interested in. She returned to social media about a month later after she had met with the president of Turkey. She wrote, What a dream it is for Mr. President Erdogan and the first lady to invite me to their home, along with a photo of her posing with the family. So she then did some press both in the UK and the United States. She was on The View looking so gorgeous and like naturally gorgeous not a ton of makeup her natural red hair like very low-key look this was Lindsay's I'm helping others and I don't have time to get glam era she spoke in both interviews about how she had been photographed carrying the Quran which some people had a problem with because of everything that I had previously mentioned about how this is all like a sensitive topic. She also had been photographed wearing a headscarf at the airport and she spoke about how that kind of taught her how some people are treated. And again, I know this is a sensitive topic, but just listen to her explain it. When I was flying to New York recently, I was wearing headscarf and um, I got stopped. She opened my passport and, and saw Lindsay Lohan and started immediately apologizing. But then said, please, but take off your headscarf. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I did. I mean, it's okay. But what scared me was, is that moment, how would another woman who doesn't feel comfortable taking off her headscarf feel? Mm. That was really interesting to me. I, I mean, I was kind and of And you felt shock. that you had been deliberately targeted because they thought that you were an Arab, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for what the purpose of it was, mm. but it was really... Did they take you aside or what happened? I got double-checked and until she realized and... And you've never had that before? No. It was strange. Did that freak you out a bit? It did. It did. It's weird. I mean, going... I'm from New York. I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised there, so... I was a little intimidated. What was the reason that you were wearing the headscarf? Is that part of your studying Well, you know what's Islam? so interesting to me is that when we look back on Grace Kelly and, and Audrey Hepburn and you know, these old Hollywood actresses, they used to cover up the same way, with their yeah. big glasses and their headscarf. But and that's it was, not and it for was, religious reasons. That was presumably you could for do privacy it because or... maybe you, want to be, you don't want to be seen as much mm. in the airport. You know, my red hair doesn't exactly not stand out. Mm. Um, so you were it doing could, it for privacy reasons rather than for spiritual or religious I reasons? I was doing it because I was leaving Turkey and, and out of respect for certain countries that I go to, and when I see right. certain people, I think I feel more comfortable acting the same as the other woman. That's just a personal respect issue mm. for me that I have. Um, and so, so I had it on and it was also really early and, but I felt more comfortable that way. Um, and then you felt very uncomfortable. And then I was a little scared. There was a lot being said about her in terms of cultural appropriation and how she shouldn't wear a headscarf if she isn't that religion and everybody has different opinions on it. But Piers Morgan actually asked her about her opinion on Donald Trump as well because she had voiced some support of him and she decided to clarify her thoughts on that situation as well. A lot of uh, actors have been coming out to hammer Donald Trump, being very abusive about him publicly and in interviews and on stages and so on. You've not gone down that road. You've actually been quite not supportive, but you've defended his right to be the president. You did too. Yeah. Yeah, you did on Bill Maher. I saw that. I think it's such a double-edged sword, this situation, because you, I'm, you, I don't agree with his policies and the things that he's doing, but at the end of the day, he is the president right now. 
So what's the point in, in picking on someone instead of letting just see what they're capable of or not capable of? I can't speak on that because I'm not him. I don't know what goes on. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Do you feel like the hysteria is slightly overplayed at the moment? Because I do. I, I think so. Mm. I think so. I think it's just people are, you know, making it overly dramatic. Mm. Um, and I, I do think his Twitter needs to be taken away or deleted. <laughs> I just think, I just think, you know, you, uh, you, why don't kick someone when they're down? I do kind of understand what she's saying. If anyone out there is unclear, I'm on the left and I'm not going to like get political and stuff because I don't want angry Republicans or Trump supporters in my DMs like yelling at me. I don't care. Please don't. But I get what she's saying in that like he is the president so let's not be catty but the thing that she doesn't understand is she's saying don't kick someone when they're down he's the president or he was at this point you can't be less down than being the president of the united states he deserves criticism just like every president in history deserves criticism even if i was a fan of his i would say you know what he should be criticized he's the president you know the citizens of the united states are allowed to have grievances with the president at any point you know it's our right of free speech to voice any concerns that we may have and yeah sometimes people do it in a way that's respectful and sometimes people do it in a way that's not respectful of course people should be able to criticize him we should always hold those in office who are public servants accountable for their actions so to me, even though I was not happy that Donald Trump was the president, I don't have a problem with her voicing any form of support for Trump, even though she's saying she doesn't agree with his policies and things like that. But but she did tweet and say that he and his family were good people and stuff. So she is voicing support for him at the same time. I don't have a problem with her doing that. Everybody should be able to voice support for the candidate that they think is qualified for the job. Even if I don't agree with you, that's our right as Americans. I don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem with her being like, well, you know, we shouldn't say anything negative or, you know, we shouldn't kick someone when they're down. He is not down. He's the president of the United States, girl. Come on. When she was on The View, it was actually really cute because you could tell that she and Whoopi Goldberg had known each other for years and, you know, Whoopi along with the rest of us watched her grow up and she was just so supportive of Lindsay the whole time. Like she just kept saying such nice things about her and then at the end she said, you always have a home here anytime you want to come, promote anything you can and she really like pumped her up as an activist and took her seriously which was awesome because I think a lot of people in America were like, oh, you know, Lindsay's just cultural appropriating, she's just being an her annoying, unpredictable, weird, messy self. But this was actually a really positive interview for her that completely opposed that way of thinking. Dallin, you have been doing some amazing stuff. You, you've become an activist, a true, I mean, a no-holds-barred activist. Tell everybody what you're doing. Um, well, I was in Turkey and I saw everything that's going on with a lot of the kids. I, I love working with children and I did a documentary in India as well on um, slavery with kids. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in Turkey, I was there for a work thing and I, I said, you know what? I'm in such a different place in my life and headspace and I have the time now where I can go and do some good and actually get on the ground and see what's happening right. and draw attention to it in, um, in a positive way to bring people awareness. So I went, um, I went to Antep with the Mayor Fatima and went and visited some of the kids and I'm helping a family that's there. I kind of support them and go and visit them frequently and now 
seeing what else I can do to create a sustainable future for these people wow. and how I can be of help wow. and service. That's How's great. that experience been? Amazing. It is. So when, when you first met with these kids, what was that experience like for you? Hard. I, I cried right away, right, right off the bat, just because, just to feel safe in these container camps, these kids, because they're not scared of bombs going off every second, mm -hmm. just to, you just see that they have this light inside of them, yeah. and seeing a new face and somebody willing to kind of teach them and sit with them. and. Um, and bringing attention to other people coming to do that, I think, is right. really important. But it's really, I mean, the stories of some of these women and this young girl, Bana, who's, who is the first child that has a voice of what's going on. Right. It's incredible. So believe it or not, Lindsay was not on these shows to promote her spirituality and political beliefs. She was actually on to promote this new project that she was doing called The Anti-Social Network, which was a reality show where she would take over people's Twitter accounts for 24 hours or something. There was even a sizzle reel for it. I'm back, bitches. I love social media. I mean, I am social media. Everybody knows you should never leave your phone lying around, especially in your mail. So I decided I'm going to hijack your social media, your Instagram, your Snapchat, your Facebook, your Twitter, all of it for 24 hours. If you can pull off three challenges, you'll win some fabulous prizes. They won't know that I'm the one that's pulling the strings. This show was supposed to air on the Fuse Network, and I don't know if they canceled it before it really started or if they never even officially picked it up or what. I could not find any information about the show after the initial announcement of it that Lindsay made when she was doing this mini little promo tour. And I'm really not surprised because honestly, this is not what people wanted for Lindsay Lohan. Like, why was this the project that she decided to you know, come back with. I mean, she even says, I'm back, bitches, in the promo. And it's just like, out of all the things that you could do, why would it be this, you know? And why would that be a whole show? That's like a one-minute TikTok at best, you know? That shouldn't be a whole series. So I just found the whole thing really strange, and I'm happy that it didn't get picked up or continue because it just would have been a waste of Lindsay's time, I think, when she could have been doing more meaningful projects. And that's exactly what happened because that summer she ended up shooting a guest spot in the UK show Sick Note alongside Rupert Grint, which I have not watched this ever. I'm really excited to watch it for the next episode, so we will talk about it then. But <sighs> we have to end this one talking more about problematic Lindsay. So... She decided to come out in support of two of the most unpopular men on planet Earth, as we already talked about Donald Trump, and then one that is even more incomprehensible than that. And like I said, Trump supporters, please do not DM me. It's fine. We disagree. It's all good. We don't need to get into it. But she posted on the 4th of July at real Donald Trump, at Ivanka Trump, at Flotus, at Donald J. Trump Jr. are kind people. As an American, why speak poorly of anyone? Hashtag faith, hashtag July 4th. This is our president. Stop hashtag bullying him and start trusting him. Thank you personally for supporting hashtag the USA. Once again, if Lindsay's a Trump supporter, that is her right as an American. Again, I don't have an issue as someone who isn't a Trump supporter with Trump supporters voicing their opinions. That is our right as Americans, okay? Everyone should be able to voice their opinions, right? I have a problem with her saying though, why speak poorly of anyone? Let's start trusting him. It's like, 
Well, if you don't agree with his policies, then why would you trust him? And same goes for a Democrat president or any other person who is holding public office. If their policies go against your personal beliefs and your morals and your ethics, why would you trust that person? Like, it's just a very simple concept. I can't blindly trust somebody who acts and speaks in a way that I disagree with. And Lindsay had said that she didn't agree to his policies. So the whole thing was just very confusing. And again, by speaking about this, I'm not trying to like go off on how much I hate Donald Trump. This is so not about that. It's just about her confusing messaging, you know, saying why speak poorly of anyone. Like I said, Americans are allowed to criticize people that hold office. It's part of what makes us American. We have freedom of speech. And the president, whoever it is, at any given moment, deserves to be analyzed and criticized. We have to hold people that hold public office accountable for what they do. And that's that's all of our rights, you know? So it was just strange messaging that that she was coming out with. So... Now we're in October of 2017 and there is this huge reckoning going on in Hollywood with the Me Too movement and Time's Up. And Harvey Weinstein was on the precipice of being prosecuted and he was finally being held accountable for hurting so many women. And Lindsay decided to come out in support of him, which is even more incomprehensible to me than supporting Donald Trump because again it's our right as Americans to support whoever we want to support right but Harvey Weinstein girl and I feel like she was just doing it because maybe she thought this whole thing was going to blow over and she wanted to be first in line like if Harvey ended up recovering from this she wanted to be one of the people that he would put in a starring role in a movie you know instead of Jennifer Lawrence or Emma Stone or you know whoever was big at the time that were was taking roles that Lindsay had previously been on track to get you know so I think that she was honestly just sucking up to him for the sake of her career and she wasn't taking the whole situation seriously and it really ended up biting her in the ass because of course you know people were stunned. I mean, they were just absolutely stunned that she would come out in support of somebody who was clearly a monster. Even if you didn't believe one woman or two women that came forward, how many accusers did he have at that point? I mean, a lot. Like, it would be insane not to believe these women at this point, especially as a fellow actress in Hollywood. I mean, how can you not come out in support of these women? It's just extremely disappointing and upsetting. And you guys know I love Lindsay, but I want to be honest. I want to report on all of it. So this is what she said. Hi, this is Lindsay Loren. Um, hi, I'm in Dubai. I'm home. Uh, and I feel very bad for Harvey Weinstein right now. I don't think it's right what's going on. Uh, I think Georgina needs to take a stand and be there for her husband. And he's never harmed me or done anything wrong to me. We've done several movies together. And so I think everyone needs to stop. I think it's wrong. So stand up. What was she thinking? Just because you personally were not sexually assaulted or raped by a certain person does not mean that they have not done that to somebody else. Especially when there's over a dozen at this point and then even more after women coming forward and saying that this happened to them. I mean, how could you do this, Lindsay? It's just, it's it's heartbreaking, you know? It really sucks. And to specifically call out his wife, Georgina Chapman, who was Harvey Weinstein's wife for 10 years, had 
announced that she was divorcing him due to his unforgivable actions. And so I guess that's what spurred Lindsay to defend him. And this article that I'm reading also noted that Harvey Weinstein had defended Lindsay in the past when people would ask him about her going to rehab and getting in trouble and all that kind of stuff. He was asked if he would ever hire Lindsay again and he said of course she's a wonderful actress she did a great job in Bobby Lindsay is a wonderful talent he also commented that you know people need to remember in cases of Lindsay and Paris and Nicole Richie and Brittany and all of these women that were going through trouble at the same time that Lindsay was you know that they're just kids and like let's remember that they're just really young and people make mistakes and so I don't know if Lindsay felt beholden to him like she had to pay him back for that but there were a lot of people saying that about Lindsay you know there are a lot of people in the business that are that were like oh Lindsay's a great actress like every single person that she worked with would always defend her you know I've reported on that so much in this series so I don't know why she felt so compelled to post this on her Instagram and Snapchat but she did delete it really quickly which I don't know if that was her publicist or or her but she did not apologize for this until August of 2018 so she said it in October 2017 and did not apologize until almost a year later when she was promoting her MTV reality show Lohan Beach Club which we're going to talk about in the next episode and the reason that she apologized was not even because of that original Harvey Weinstein support video it was because she doubled down and said more terrible shit to the UK publication The Times. <sighs> So, People Magazine reports, Lindsay Lohan has some harsh words for women who have been outspoken about sexual harassment or sexual assault in the workplace. The 32-year-old actress opened up about her own onset experiences in Hollywood, saying she doesn't, quote, really have anything to say about the Me Too movement which began late last year. I can't speak on something I don't live, right? Look, I am very supportive of women. Everyone goes through their own experiences in their own ways, Lohan said, claiming she didn't condone, quote, attention seekers. Jesus, Lindsay. When it comes to people who have experienced alleged harassment or assault, the sick note actress says, if it happens at that moment, you discuss it at that moment. Lindsay, <laughs> not always, girl. You make it a real thing by making it a police report, she said. I'm going to really hate myself for saying this, but I think by women speaking against these things, it makes them look weak when they are very strong women. You have these girls who come out who don't even know who they are, who do it for the attention. That is taking away from the fact that it happened. Okay, but aren't you kind of accusing them of lying so if you're saying that it happened then why do you have an issue with them talking about it it is completely wrong once again to to say that if harassment happens you discuss it at that moment I mean I am very lucky that I've never experienced what I would call actual sexual assault or anything like that I have had some iffy experiences auditioning and on set I mean, I, it's it's tricky, right? Like, I could tell you some things that would make your hair curl, but I've never been raped or anything like that. But I've been in some sticky situations. And I can tell you that even those situations, which were not something I would categorize as assault, but I didn't speak about them for years. Like, something happened to me during an audition when I was 13 that I didn't tell anybody until, like, 
10 years later, literally. Like I never told anybody because I was just embarrassed and scared. And I mean, I can't even imagine if it was actual like somebody, you know, forcing me to do something or something like that. I mean, so many women are too afraid to come forward. And the reason why they're afraid to come forward is because people make these asinine statements like Lindsay's making in this article about you know oh if it happens at that moment you discuss it at that moment you make it a real thing by making it a police report some people are afraid to go to the police some people are afraid that if they go to the police then the person will come after them like the person's already hurt them what's to stop them from hurting them more you know what I mean and there's it's so complicated like I'm not going to get into all of the nuances of these situations here because it's you know obviously so out of my depth and I don't want to offend anybody or upset anybody but girl I mean this is just so completely inappropriate and wrong what she's saying and as much as I love and support Lindsay I do not support these comments whatsoever the article continues the former Mean Girl star is currently living near Calo Lavati Beach, southeast of Mykonos, Greece, where she co-owns the Lohan Beach House, a series of cabanas for rent to tourists for 1,000 euros a day, according to the Times. She referenced her business success abroad as a method of getting back at her ex-fiancé, Russian business mogul Igor Tarabasov, after the two had an infamous physical fight on that very beach in 2016. I had a fight with my ex on this very beach. What did I do? Nothing, she said. I just took over the beach. The best revenge is success, right? I guess, but like, that's... I don't know if she relapsed at this time. Like, there was something that was clearly not right about her during this whole 2018 press run for Lohan Beach Club, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. But, I mean, this was so, so ridiculous, right? Lindsay apologized after these comments and she said I would like to unreservedly apologize for any hurt and distress caused by a quote in a recent interview with the Times. The quote solely related to my hope that a handful of false testimonies out of a tsunami of heroic voices do not serve to dilute the importance of the Me Too movement and all of us who champion it. But you haven't championed it Lindsay. Why are you including yourself in the group of people who have championed it? You've spoken out against it. She continues, however, I have since learned how statements like mine are seen as hurtful. They're not just seen as hurtful, they are hurtful. Like, she's like gaslighting. Like, I hate when someone's like, well, I'm sorry that you got that from what I said, but that's not what I said. It's like, girl, that is what you said, okay? She says, that was never my intent. I am sorry for any pain I may have caused. I feel very strongly about the Me Too movement and have the utmost respect and admiration for the women brave enough to come forward and speak out about their experiences. Their testimony has served to protect those who can't speak and give strength to those who have struggled to have their voices heard. It's kind of like too late, right? I mean, she just, she went so hard. And I mean, she never apologized for defending Harvey, you know, and not that I have found, maybe in further research I'll find, like maybe she did down the line and I haven't seen that yet, so I don't want to definitively say that, but God, I mean, how can you not come out and say, I was wrong to support Harvey Weinstein? Clearly I was wrong, you know, even more women have come forward. He raped women, he assaulted women, he held jobs over their heads. This is not okay, just because he didn't do that to you, Lindsay, didn't mean, doesn't mean he didn't do it to all these other women. And I mean, what a what a blessing and a godsend that this man has now been stopped. You know, it's just it's very upsetting. And as a Lindsay fan, it's it's hurtful to hear that. But I think that it's all a symptom of her upbringing in show business, her trauma and and her alcohol and drug abuse and all of it. Like, I think that, you know, I would love to sit in on her therapy sessions. 
I really would. It's fascinating and sad and scary that she would come out against all of this and then make a statement, you know, saying, oh, I unreservedly apologize. Like, I support the Me Too movement. It's like, well, then, girl, why didn't you say anything in support of it before? It's like you're only saying something in support of it when you're caught and you're in trouble. You know what I mean? It just, it really, really rubbed me the wrong way and is extremely, extremely upsetting. So, Back to the hospitalizations, we're just going to finish out 2017 here on another crazy note. So like I said, Lindsay had been traveling a lot. She continued traveling. She went to Thailand and was on a hike in the jungle and got bit by a snake. She even posted a picture of it on social media of her snake bite, which I actually did see and didn't look that bad, but she clearly posted it after it had already healed a little bit. And it was kind of ironic that this happened because remember the part in Mean Girls when Katie talks about, you know, when you get bit by a snake, you have to suck the poison out. And that's what she was doing. She was sucking all the poison out by, you know, apologizing to Regina and Mrs. Norberry and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly what they had to do. Lindsay was hospitalized and they had to get all the poison out of the bite. She ended up okay, and that's where we are going to end it today. So only three hospitalizations for um, for this episode. That's that's good. It could have been worse, I guess. Uh, this was a tough one, guys. I'm hoping next one will be a more fun one. I know we're going to end on a good note um, for this series because obviously things are going so much better in Lindsay's life today, but I really wish somebody would ask her her feelings now on the Me Too movement and Harvey Weinstein and all this stuff because I just really want her to give a heartfelt apology and walk back all of that because it's just I mean out of all the people in the world to support Harvey Weinstein that is not the hill that I would want to die on but hey that's me thank you guys so much for listening I truly appreciate all your support and positive comments with this series and my podcast in general and I will see you guys next week bye everybody Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.